0: Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Hey, everybody. It's TH and
1: Jessica. Uh Um, (laughs) Jessica. We are thrilled to have Kim Bowen with us today we are talking about what nobody wants to talk about sexless marriage let that kind of sink in
0: way too often and nobody is really talking about it because it's kind of embarrassing but the truth is so many of us have been there so it's really like a very relevant relatable topic
1: um yeah so Kim is the CEO and founder of The Marriage Place, and we are going to talk about this and uh, what you can do about it, and you really need sex in your life. That's <laughs> all. All
0: right. Thanks for taking Take it me. from I'm there. Cool i <laughs> really it. so happy to have you to talk about this. And honestly, like I want to start off and find out, is there some kind of a stat of like, how many marriages out there, how many people are living in sexless
2: marriages? A lot. I don't have the exact number and a lot of it depends on what, how you define sexless marriage, right? Are there different definitions? Yeah. I mean, if you have sex once a month and you're both happy with that, right. But we also have research that tells us that if you have sex more than one time a week, it doesn't make you any happier than if you have sex two to three times a week. So I know it's kind of crazy, right? I but people
1: <laughs> I don't know. Did you just
2: see the grins on our faces? I'm not sure that's right. Okay. <laughs> but that's just research. Those are just research numbers, right? But yeah, the problem with sexless marriage is where what we call them uh, desire discrepancies, right? Oh, that's a so, good one. Somebody wants sex more often than their partner, which welcome to marriage. It is extremely rare to find a couple who both want the same amount of sex in the same way all the time. And so it's learning how to navigate those differences, how to talk through them. Most couples are terrible communicators about sex. Because it's the one topic. I mean, I can talk to my husband really easily about parenting differences and chore distribution or whatever, money, you know, but when you're talking about sex, we've got all kinds of hangups already. Some of us are shy. We don't want to say the P word and some of us, you know, are, are too embarrassed. And, but we also take it very personally, that kind of rejection when we don't get sex as often as we want. So it's a tough one.
0: You, in our prior discussion, you had um, briefly hit on a surprising fact about sexless marriages, which is that the there's a misnomer that generally it's men who want
2: um, more sex. Not always true. In fact, it's about half and half. And what's funny is I've, I've almost decided to quit writing about it because it's such a broad topic that it's hard to cover both sexes and it is, or both genders. And it is very um, different when a man doesn't want sex. It's often a very different reason than when a woman doesn't want sex. Tell us about that. Yeah. I will, I will. Okay. But if I write from the man's point of view, the women will attack. How can you think that? It's, you know, women don't. And then if I write it from the woman's point of view, the men attack and I'm like, you just can't make anybody happy. Right. But yeah, it's a touchy talk, to- touchy topic. I see what you did there. I, Fun. Saw what I did there. Yeah. And so, all right. So let's talk about reasons why people don't want sex.
0: Yeah. And, and I want it from there. I want to get into like, so how are you helping people that are in that situation? Because someone who doesn't want sex, I, I just feel like off the top of my head, it would have to be the person who wants sex would probably more have to be the person that's going to compromise more than it oh, yeah.
2: doesn't but I'm curious well, to I don't know about that but it's yeah. the person who is not getting it that wants it is often the one who pushes it into therapy right right because the person right. who doesn't want it just hopes la 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 exactly. this whole thing's gonna okay. go away
0: right why it's not right. like why
2: people don't want it So when a man doesn't want sex, the wives come in they're like hes must be gay because all my friends none of this is happening We're and just you know casual. Do what or just asexual or asexual. Sometimes it's testosterone, but for me, there's two main reasons that I see. Now it can be a lot of things, right? And this would take a really long time to go over all of them. But for men, it's one of two things usually that come in my office. Let me just preface that one is if there's a sex addiction or a porn addiction, that is a huge sex drive killer with their spouse. So men, I mean, that's it, it, just the way addiction works. Once they go down that road, um, it takes more, more extreme, more intense experience to get the same level of dopamine hit rush that, you know, sex with their spouse used to be. Okay. So I see these men come in, they can have sex with their wives, but they usually, they go masturbate later. Do we need to put a, uh, a warning on this to not okay. listen? Where I can't or <laughs> run,
1: so children? It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, or um, they have to have sex in a very depersonalized way, like from behind, where they're not seeing their face or not uh, making any kind of eye contact or real intimacy. So a porn addiction or a sex addiction can ruin a man's sex life. Okay. Mm. Which is odd because oftentimes the way to people increase sex
1: desire is to
2: watch porn together. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I and feel it's like not that I'm a prude.
0: That's a whole nother podcast topic of like I what know not to do when it comes to your sex life. but go ahead. I digress.
2: Yeah. And if you think that might be you or your spouse, go to www.mybrainonporn.com. Www.mybrainon, I think it is. And you will see how porn affects the brain. Wow. It rewires the brain. And it's really dangerous. And it's not, like I said, I'm not a prude. It's not, I don't have sexual taboos or anything like that. It's not that I don't want anybody to have a good time or anything like that. But sex, porn is a problem. And in our society today with so much going on, it's available everywhere. Our kids are getting addicted at younger and younger ages. And it's messing up their adult relationships. So there's one. The other thing, when I have a guy that comes in and he doesn't want sex, I usually need to get him in there alone. He is not going to talk to me in front of his wife, but I find out that oftentimes it's some kind of wounding that his spouse has done to him that she's not even aware of. I'll never forget. I was working with this couple. She was this gynecologist, big, big uh, doctor in the area and very loud and outspoken and gregarious. And if he didn't, perform how she wanted, when she wanted, the way she wanted, she would criticize him and cut him down and say things like, man up. What kind of guy didn't want sex? What's the matter with you?
0: Shaming yeah. him. Mm. Yeah.
2: And that just, he just had no interest. Just uh, that's
0: understandable. No interest. What do right. you find are the main reasons why women don't want to have sex?
2: Women don't want to have sex oftentimes because they're either... They've got a background where sex. They have been taught that sex is dirty, wrong. They have body shame issues. They don't want to be seen. They may not like their weight. That you know, they don't understand that men don't care about the baby roll and the muffin top. You know, they men see what they are attracted to. They don't even see all the other flaws. <laughs> They just don't. My husband's like, if a woman takes her top off, he's not noticing (laughs) if she's got ugly toes or if she's. I mean, he doesn't care. And so,
1: that's right.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's hormonal, but but most of the time it is exhaustion and a lack of connection. If a woman feels like she is parenting her husband, she is not going to want sex with him. No,
1: that will kill a sex drive. Interesting.
2: If you've got a woman who over functions and a man who under functions in the relationship, the sex is going to be off.
0: Right. Okay. So now, so couples come in to the marriage place and they Mm -hmm. may not even have admitted initially that that was kind of like the reason that they're coming in, but it it comes out. Um, What's your experience in terms of how comfortable they are actually talking about it in front of each other?
2: Oh, they don't, they don't like it. They don't like it. We push it because I tell my people when I train them, if you're not talking about sex, you're not doing good marriage counseling. It needs to come up. Even if it doesn't look like it's on the radar, like you need to ask, even ask them alone, even. Mm -hmm. And so the problem that we have with people though, is they want a quick fix. Right. They want to come in, they want to do counseling four to six weeks and they want to have a good sex life. And that it is one of the slowest changes because it's so internal. And you have to be willing to really go deep and to look at how you're showing up in the relationship and, and face the shame demons, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's tough. That's really hard, but there's no quick fix for this. And so that really discourages people. But I'm telling you, if you do the work, you can have a wonderful sex life.
1: So what about the whole idea of chemistry? People are like, if you don't have chemistry, then you're not going to have good sex or you have great chemistry. And it's such a great, great
2: question sex. because people tell me all the time, I'm just not attracted to her because she's overweight or I'm just not whatever, you know, you are attracted to whatever you have made up in your mind is attractive. Right. And so say that again,
1: you, say that again.
2: you are attracted to whatever you have decided is attractive. So sometimes we have to go in there and really analyze, why is this a thing for you? Why is it an attraction for you? And help them build different layers of attraction. But you absolutely can. You absolutely can.
0: I would think that that would be an issue that would come up. I mean, listen, people got together, you know, whatever age, right? They get married, they're 30. Now yeah. they're 50 and they're, and they're in a sexless marriage. And yes, they put on weight, they have wrinkles, they are aging, you know, gravity isn't hasn't been good to them um it's not that there wasn't any any chemistry in the beginning what well, right? even these like okay. time so how do you how do you get i would imagine that when you are living in a sexless marriage let's say you haven't had sex in basically a year
2: oh i've seen so, them years
0: but how do you even take the first step to get back you are so so
2: disconnected. Disconnected. Well, I'll tell you what we don't do. We don't say take your clothes off, hop in bed and figure it out. Right. Because it's too much. That's too big a leap. And so we take it from a slow burn. So like for the, the first thing we may do is how, well, it depends on where they are. How comfortable are they with emotional connection? Usually not very. So we may start there, but when it starts to turn physical, we start very slowly and build up. Is
0: it like sex therapy? Yeah. So, so I don't, to be honest, I don't know what that means. Is it like, you're like, I mean, I feel like there are kinds of sex therapy where you're like, like learning how to do things in those sessions. That's not what I'm, what I'm imagining that you're talking about. It's
2: very rarely technique. Okay. I mean, most people can figure that part out. Sometimes it is. I mean, I've, I've had some where it was technique, but you know, most of the time it's thoughts and feelings around this whole thing. Right. Some people think like men will think that they have a bad sex life because their wife doesn't initiate more men have masculinized a woman's sex drive. Women are often responsive desire, meaning we have to get turned on before we want sex. Men are turned on all the time, <laughs> right? And so often, well, oftentimes, right? and so they, they want to know why their wife's not prowling you know coming at them like a tigress and I'm like because that's not how most women have sex that's how that's what you see on TV that's what a prostitute will do that's what you know these erotica porn off you know porn things will do but real women I mean we need to have okay so instead of thinking about how to have more sex start thinking about like we call those accelerators how do I have more sex how do I put the gas pedal down we also teach you what's holding the brakes what is What is getting in the way of you having more sex, right? You have to deal with both the accelerator and the break. There's so much I want to say about the subject, but.
1: Well, we'll we'll do it. We will definitely do another one because I feel like we really need to dig deep about how your brain is processing this. Like you have to be so okay with yourself to have great sex. If you're not okay with yourself or you have hangups, well, whatever it is, you can't blame the other your partner for that. If you want great sex, then work through your shit, and then you have great sex. It's not even just that, it's not that simple. That. But but if you're if you have a ton of stuff on your
0: head on your mind, those yes.
1: could all be turnoffs for yes. you for that.
0: You know, with that, yeah. it gets in the way. But I feel also that in order to have a great sex, you both have to be in the exact same place in terms of communication and being able to talk about 100%. it. What worked? What didn't? What do you like? What don't you like? What right. might you be willing to try? What is completely off the table? Like it has to be a regular active part of your conversation on pretty much a daily basis. And, yeah. and that I think kind of helps keep that connection alive. You, you're squinting a little bit, Kim. Am I, am I, no, not so much.
2: Well, I'm thinking about those one night stands where they have these big passionate interludes, you know but I think for ongoing monogamous sex, yes. Yes, it is about the relationship, not about the physical act. I think when sex goes wonky for people, it either becomes about the physical act more than the connection. And that's Mm -hmm. a problem. But the person who doesn't want sex, what I want to do with them is shake them up because they have minimized the effect of this. They've told themselves it's not that big a deal. If they don't, if they deny their partner sex and it is a very big deal.
0: Huge. Huge. All right. We're going to, we're going to pause and put a pin in it on that note. Cause we really need to dig deep and we need to have yeah. you back and like do part two of this. So I also okay. want to say for anyone listening, no, seriously, anyone listening, please let us know what your questions are, where you want us to delve into this more with Kim, because this is such an important topic. And I, and really like where you ended just now, Kim on um, it's such a big deal in a marriage. Like I really truly believe that that can be a huge Part of the disintegration of a marriage, even if you think yeah. that other aspects of your relationship are working. So um, for people out there that want to find you, want to work with The Marriage Place, are, you know, are not dealing with this kind of thing themselves, don't really know where to turn, who to talk to, what are the best ways for them to find you guys?
2: They find us on the website, www.themarriageplace.com. We work with people uh, face-to-face. If you're local, if you're not, we'll work with you just like this over Zoom. And oftentimes people feel better about doing that because it's... It feels less invasive, so. Right, and, and,
0: you know, for anyone listening also, you know, share this with your friends and with people that you know, because you may not be aware that so many other people that you know are dealing with this. It's an interesting topic either way. There's an easy way to share it, like, oh my God, check this out. You're not insinuating anything, but the truth is you may really be helping people in your life by giving this, you know, passing this on, paying it forward and sharing with them. You could be saving a marriage yourself with just one click of a button. It's, it's true. true. We will have more information about all of this on our site. Thank you again, Kim, so much for joining us today. This is fascinating. We can't wait to have you back.
2: Thanks. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X experts We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook. And send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.